0: Welcome to another episode of the Hilton Head Island Cast, powered by Palmera. Today, we're digging deeper into our roots. (laughs) Listeners, I have spent the morning steeped in history of this beautiful area, and we are digging deeper now with our podcast. Um, You know... My son and I were on a a museum trip this morning, and I heard a docent there say that this area is literally just dripping with history, and it's under everyone's feet here, Mm. and it's so true. But a little bit of the shame is that not a lot of people who live here or who even grew up here—
1: or no vacation much, here. Or
0: vacation here, know much about it. So yeah. I'm excited to help kind of share some of that information and point you guys in the direction to find some more of that. We are joined today by Lou Benfonte, and he is going to share with us the work of the Heritage Library here and about some of the history of the island. Lou, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is wonderful. Now, you are the president of the Heritage Library.
2: And also the history department chairman.
0: Awesome. Tell me a little bit about what the library does.
2: Okay. Well, the Heritage Library was actually founded in 1997 Mm -hmm. as a genealogy research center. Okay. Okay. And in 2005, the Hilton Head Historical Society, which was founded in 1961, Mm -hmm. became part of the Heritage Library. Awesome. So along with that, we got their assets, which include Fort Mitchell and the Zion Cemetery. Oh, yeah. And their books and whatever else they had. Um, on the side of genealogy, if anybody's interested in having their ancestry worked on, uh-huh. we offer one free hour to get you started with a volunteer, and our volunteers are amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, and then after that, you can join the library for $70 a year oh, or a come for $10 a day for visits. Right. And they'll always be that same volunteer to work with you. Okay. The beauty of this is if you want to do Ancestry.com at home, it's going to cost you $200 a Absolutely. year. Absolutely.
0: And no one is there. Join to the Heritage
2: Library for 70 bucks a year, and your family can come to the library and use Ancestry and the seven or eight oh
1: other. Oh, wow, yeah.
2: And <laughs> the seven <laughs> or eight other websites that we have <laughs> right. Uh, right on. access to. Oh, my goodness. So, um, yeah, we're affiliated with uh, the Family History Center in Salt Lake City, Utah, with okay. the Mormons. Uh-huh. Um, they have a tremendous library of oh, yeah. you know, microfilms and whatever. And if you want one, they'll send it to the Heritage Library, and we have microfilm readers that you can read from, print from, or scan from. Oh, wow. So you can get your data that way. Oh, man. A couple years ago, USA Today wrote an article on... Ten great places in the world to research your family history. Mm-hmm. The Heritage Library was fourth on their list. What? Wow. And there was a that's there was awesome. a location in Ireland and one in Poland in their top ten. Wow! So I was amazed. Was yeah, that's,
0: that's more exciting. more accolades for this amazing yeah. place.
1: We, you know what? We should we should compile a list of all the ways that Hilton Head Island gets put on list of great. We stuff. could go on for days. Yeah, a list of lists. <laughs> Yeah,
0: (laughs) Well, I I wanted you to share a little bit. I read an article um, about the Zion Cemetery and the Baynard Mausoleum, Mm -hmm. which are some very historical places here. And tell us a little bit about those.
2: Okay. Can I finish about the library? Oh, yes. I'm so sorry. That's all right. So the library is all volunteers. Okay. Uh, We have no paid help at all. Wow. Um, including executive director, president, whatever. We all volunteer. Um, we have about 55 volunteers here, and we have uh, six or seven at our other location in Beaufort, which is in the Santa Elena History Center. Uh-huh. Okay. And the Santa Elena History Center wanted us a partner with them, and believe it or not, three Latin Americans have already been able to trace their roots back to the 1560s, <gasps> on Paris Island at Santa Elena. Wow.
0: Incredible. That's so, um, incredible. That is incredible.
2: So we offer many different classes on ancestry, mm-hmm. how to use ancestry.com, uh, how to trace your Italian roots, your Irish roots, your German roots, etc., yeah. etc. Cetera, et cetera. And we offer history programs every Tuesday morning at 10:30 on a variety of topics from the history of the overall history of the island to the story of Mitchellville, the story of the Gullah people and culture, Mm -hmm. uh, the pirates that were here, the cemeteries Mm -hmm. that are on the island, Mm -hmm. uh, the role women played in the development and history of the island, Native Americans that were here, uh, some Civil War specific ones, Santa Elena, one about Pedro Menendez who was the Mm -hmm. first governor of Spanish America Mm -hmm. at Santa Elena. So we have a very diverse uh, offering and we rotate the program, so right. uh, you can check on our website, heritagelib.org, yep. and see what we've got coming up.
0: Awesome. Uh, listeners, I will make sure that all of that is in our show notes and on our website, and we will po- point you right to the Heritage Library, mm-hmm. so you can sign up for one of those awesome classes.
2: Yeah. yeah. And now you ask me about our sites. Yes. Um, let me do Fort Mitchell first, because that'll be quicker. <laughs> Fort Mitchell... Um, was actually conceived the day after the Union Army took over control of Hilton Head Island on on November Ah. 7, 1861. Okay. Okay, the commanding officer, General Thomas W. Sherman, was concerned that Confederates from Savannah could come around the back end of the island through Calabogie Sound and Skull Creek and come down Mm -hmm. and attack them at the fort. So he wanted a gun battery built on Skull Creek. Right. And he sent... uh, Captain Quincy Adams Gilmore mm-hmm. from the Army Engineers across the island, and he took 700 men with him mm. oh because goodness. they didn't know if they were going to run into any Confederates. Right. right. Marched across the island through some of what he called was jungle-like <laughs> terrain. <laughs> and, uh, I can found see this
1: that. We, we've experienced <laughs> a little of that. Yeah. <laughs> and
2: found this location on Skull Creek mm-hmm. um, where he laid out this fort, and it was a, an earthworks fort. Right. Um, built using palmetto logs as the structure. Right. And then heaping the dirt over it, creating bomb proof shelters underneath. And they used palmetto logs because they're very spongy mm. and, f- and fibrous. Right. They kind of absorb. They wouldn't crack and shatter like oak would ah. if it was hit by a cannonball. Right. So, yes. so that's why they used the palmetto logs. And that fort eventually would have uh, five or six guns pointed up and down Skull Creek. 24-pound or 32-pound uh, howitzers uh-huh. that could actually reach across the Pinckney Island if they needed to.
0: Oh, wow.
2: Okay. The other thing they did there was they actually initially sank an old boat in the channel to hopefully slow down any Confederate boats that might come through uh-huh. so they'd have more time to fire on them. Mm. But later they brought the pile driver that had been used at Fort Walker mm-hmm. to build a dock and drove 900 pilings across the channel the same purpose of slowing down anything like a barricade of sorts yeah Yeah. yeah. that would keep them there so they could bomb them pretty well right yeah so that fort was um completed uh around the early 1863 but they never saw any action there in 1864 they removed the guns and used them elsewhere right and that fort was completely forgotten about until 1972
0: Oh, my goodness.
2: When construction began on the old Fort Pub restaurant. uh uh-huh. mm-hmm. And this is when they realized, hey, look at this over here. And uh, Fred Hack, one of the original developers of the island, uh-huh. uh, purchased the property and gave it to the Hilton Head Historical Society, as he also did with the property of the Zion Cemetery. What a gift. And he also donated two period cannons, uh, Army... Spec 41 yeah. howitzers, 24-pounders, that are st- at the fort today. Right. One is actually a Confederate gun made in Richmond, Virginia, and the other one really? was made in Pennsylvania. Huh. So we have one of each, but they're both made to the same U.S. Army right. spec. Mm-hmm. And that's what Fort Fort Mitchell is. And we mm-hmm. – um,
1: Also, pro tip, that is a great place to see Fourth of July fireworks. Yes. I was going to say. <laughs> yes. And we got um,
2: – so the fort – You know, as I mentioned, didn't see that much action. But we have recently uh, had a a, uh, state historical marker placed on the site. And just in uh, this past year, we got uh, Fort Mitchell on the National Register of Historic Places. Yes. So. That's
0: so awesome. We're we're
2: very proud of that. You should be our other property, mm-hmm. uh, and you won't believe what kind of work you have to go through to get something put on the National Register. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> imagine yeah, there's I mean, you a actually, lot of paperwork. You involved. actually have to go to the State Department of Archives and History and present your case before their board Oh on wow. Oh, my on goodness. You, and if they approve you, then you get sent up to Washington, <laughs> and you have to be approved by the National Park Service as well.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: So it gets quite involved, and the application is very long. Yeah, Well,
0: good job, you Mm -hmm. guys. I know that was a lot of work on your part to make that happen.
1: sure sounds like
2: it. Now, our other property, Mm -hmm. the Zion Cemetery, is another history that goes back to the Revolutionary War on Hilton Head Island. Right. Um, I don't think
0: a lot of people realize maybe that there was Revolutionary War times here.
2: Well, what happened was in 1767, Mm -hmm. the uh, colonial... Legislature of South Carolina at the time, approved the setting up of St. Luke's Parish, which was cut out of part oh. of St. Helena's Parish, which is uh-huh. Beaufort to, to Charleston. Right. And that parish, because of the Revolutionary War breaking out, no churches were built until after the Revolutionary War. Oh. Mm-hmm. The first church that was built was St. Luke's. Mm-hmm. On today, what we call Route 170 over near Sun City, there's right. actually a right. Methodist church on that site now.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: And,
2: and then the some of the plantation owners on Hilton Head Island, uh, led by Captain Jack Stoney mm-hmm. and Isaac Fripp, um, got the people organized to build what was called a Chapel of Ease
0: ah. uh,
2: on the site where the Zion Cemetery is today. Right. The church uh, was called a Chapel of Ease because. The rector of the parish would visit maybe once a month right? and spend the night with one of the parishioners and then mm-hmm. hold services so that the parishioners on the island wouldn't have to go all the way to 170 right. for services. And he would move around. There was also another Chapel of Ease on St. Helena Island. Okay. Uh, the first permanent rector of the parish or, or a pastor mm-hmm. was... Uh, Reverend Philip Matthews, who Matthews Drive is named after.
1: Oh. Uh, see, you learn all kinds of new stuff. <laughs> and
2: Reverend Matthews uh, also owned a couple of plantations on the island. Okay. And um, he served as the pastor from about 1820 till about 1828 when he passed away. And uh, at that point in time... According to parish records, the church fell out of the use for which it was originally intended. Oh, okay. And we believe that maybe some Baptists moved in. Oh, look out. But in 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 1833, um, the bishop of South Carolina uh, visited the parish and reconsecrated it as an Episcopal church. Okay. Then in 1834, the church, the chapel, members of the chapel, ordered a communion service from the Barnard Brothers silversmiths in London, England.
0: Oh, And that came okay. in in
2: 1834. Uh, that service disappeared during the Civil War. Oh. And in the 1950s, a gentleman in Philadelphia was looking to buy a couple of silver goblets for his daughter for a present, uh-huh. and he went into this uh, pawn shop in Philadelphia, saw these tarnished looking silver goblets, purchased them, brought them home and cleaned them up and saw the inscription Zion Chapel of Ease Hilton Head 1834. And he happened to be driving down to Florida, this is like 1956, Mm. stopped at the parish and gave the two chalices to the rector of the parish with the provision that if ever another Episcopal church was established on Hilton Head Island that uh-huh. those chalices be given to that church. Oh, my goodness. And so at that time, there was nothing on Hilton Head Island. Right. Mm-hmm. The right. bridge was just built in 1956. <laughs> and um, 1964, though, St. Luke's Episcopal Church held its inaugural service on Christmas Eve, oh. and they used that communion service, oh. and they're still using it today. That amazing. is incredible.
0: What a awesome. story.
2: Yeah, that is amazing. Now, we currently do um, tours there every Friday um, morning. This right. is my at question. At yeah, 10 o'clock. Uh, but we also do some special programs. Okay. Um, we had fantastic success last October mm-hmm. with our Ghosts and Myths tours. Oh, man. Okay, where we had a number <laughs> of volunteers dress up in period costumes. And oh, my goodness. It was dark at night and, you know. You You'd go to a, a tombstone and a light would come on the person's face and they'd <gasps> tell you about their life. Oh, I hope and, you do uh, it again. I'm going to oh go. Oh yeah, we're definitely, uh, definitely going to so, Oh my gosh! So we had uh, we did it for three nights and we had over two hundred people who came. Oh my goodness! This nice. So we'll definitely clearly. Be doing you guys
0: could do this a little more. <laughs> we'll definitely be doing
2: it again. But uh, it. yeah, but the history of this island goes way back. You know, mm-hmm. we know there were native islanders here 4,000 years ago mm-hmm. that right. actually built that shell ring in sea pines. Right. And, and we know that 4,000 years ago, Native Americans here were fire tempering pottery mm-hmm. using Spanish moss, at the same time of Stonehenge and the same time of the settling of Rome. Yes. We wow. had Native Americans here, Isn't fire, temper, pottery. That is incredible.
0: that incredible? When you drop it into history where people mm. can really make a connection, yeah. that blows your mind.
2: And, mm-hmm. that's and so, so we awesome. still don't know what these shell rings really were. You know, right, Dr. Right. Sanger is working on it, and he, f- he made an incredible discovery on his last visit where he actually found what looks like a, a dugout rectangular space in the middle of the shell ring Oh. And he's going to be coming back in May to do some more work on that. Oh, my goodness. But up until now, we've thought that they were either uh, some religious significance or Mm -hmm. they were just garbage piles built around the camp. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, And they're protected. So we have the one in Sea Pines that you can visit, which is 4,000 years old. There's another one on Squire Pope Road, Greenshell Ring Park, uh, that dates back to the 1300s. Oh, my goodness. And... The ground is protected by the federal government. You're not allowed to remove anything from the site. Oh, okay. And here's a funny story. A couple of years ago I got a letter at the Heritage Library mm-hmm. and it uh, had no return address on it. Uh And there was a note inside and two oyster shells. Ooh. And the letter said, We took these from the shell ring <gasps> and we've had nothing but bad luck ever since. Would you please put them back? Oh my oh goodness. My goodness. <laughs> So I took them back. I don't know if their luck changed because we don't know who they were. Right, right, right. right. Oh, Oh, my goodness. Well, if you're out
0: there listening to this podcast, I hope your luck has changed. And thank you for doing the right thing. Yes.
1: (laughs) And for those of you that go to visit it, Hands off. Heed the warning. <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, listeners, you like we said before, you can find all of the information at the Heritage Library website, which we will have every link and everything that you need in our show notes, on our Facebook page, on our website, everything. And, Lou, will you tell us the the uh, website for the library? Sure.
2: It's heritagelib.org. Mm-hmm. Dot dot .org.
0: All right. right. So, listeners, make sure that you go there, sign up for one of these incredible classes, go out and take a tour and dig in a little bit in this island and find out what happened before where yeah. you have been vacationing and possibly right next to where you've yeah. been eating a fantastic dinner. Mm-hmm. And if
2: you want to find out who you are and where you came from, That's come for right. some of our ancestry classes. You know, we also do one on how to interpret your DNA uh, results and uh. Uh, you know. Will you do that,
1: too? Like, you, do you do the DNA test?
2: We don't do the test. We can tell you where to get them. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, actually, we actually did them for some native islanders on a project we had called the People of Mitchellville, uh-huh. oh, right which okay. we worked with Clemson University, mm-hmm. uh, cool. Pan-African Studies Group, and had 11 students come down here over spring break, and we had each one assigned to a different native islander family. We taught the kids how to do genealogy research. We taught them how to do oral histories, and then we turned them loose on some of the elder members of some of the African-American churches, and they helped these families trace their roots back to Mitchellville. Wow. And then we had a presentation at the Cherry Hill School, Uh uh, which Ancestry.com sent representatives as well, Oh wow! uh, which each one of the students presented a plaque to the family they worked with. It was a slice out of a tree, and engraved on the front was the people of Mitchellville Heritage Library. Mm-hmm. And on the back, we had engraved their family tree. Oh,
0: excellent. Oh, oh that's, that's beautiful. Super
2: cool. so yeah. and we're still working with the Clemson University students. They'll be coming back again this spring, good. too. Oh,
0: they do good yeah. stuff. That's great. Awesome. Well, Lou, thank you again for joining us. Oh, thanks um, for having me
2: wonderful my pleasure
0: oh th- uh, thank you for and, everything and i that hope you to do. see
2: you guys at some of our tours and classes oh, yes
0: yeah. uh and we will definitely be coming to the ghost
1: <laughs> you know it thing
0: i have teenage daughters that are going to be a huge totally fan of that, that. Yeah. Well, listeners yeah. make sure that you check out those links and uh say hi to lou if you go by the the library
1: and stay tuned for bread that's
0: Well, welcome back to our music segment of the Hilton Head Island cast, powered by Palmera. Today, we are joined by Brad Wells. Hello. Thank you for joining us.
3: Um, pleasure to be here.
0: Awesome. And Chris is here,
1: too. I'm right? still here. Yeah, sorry. Yes, I have not gone away. Ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Brad, thank you so much for joining us today, um, for sharing your music with us. Tell me a little bit of your musical history.
3: Oh, let's see. So I uh, picked up a guitar when I was 14, uh-huh. uh, which is a long, long time ago. And <laughs> I decided that I thought it'd be pretty cool if I could learn how to play that thing and that maybe girls would like me. So I taught myself Smart man. and it worked. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I started writing songs at the same age, too. and nice. So I've just been playing. Um, and it was kind of after high school, it was a little bit off on the shelf and just play it every now and then. Yeah. And then uh, I don't know, about 10 years ago, really just started kicking things into gear. and. Nice. And then moved here in uh, early 2011, and okay. things continued to just progress and progress. Awesome. And that's, so this is what I do full-time.
0: That's nice. Awesome. You answered my second question, <laughs> how you ended up here.
3: Well, I, it's, you know, people are always like, where are you from? And that's the hardest. I, we could take the whole entire podcast for me to explain <laughs> that. <laughs> Because I've lived everywhere. And they're like, well, where were you born? I'm like, well, I only lived in Omaha, Nebraska for six weeks. Does Mm. that count? So really, I'm (laughs) from the St. Louis area. Nice. um, But the Illinois side. Okay. And then um, I was in radio, broadcast radio for 15 years. So that had me moving all over the place every time you get bought out and fired, bought out and fired. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so that's what brought me from Louisiana to here in 2011. And after two times of getting bought out and fired, I love the area so much and already had the music connections going, so... Nice. That's why I just do Man,
0: you Chris have lived stuff. in great places for music and food.
3: Yes. <laughs>
1: oh, my two favorite things. Yeah, right? Which is
0: why I do this podcast. That's pretty <laughs> so. much the crux of this podcast,
1: is music and food. That's oh, yeah. the way it goes.
0: <laughs> and the beach. I also like the beach, yeah. which is another benefit of living here. Right, so. I guess Um I guess.
3: <laughs> if you like sand and stuff.
1: Yeah. I, I Anakin Skywalker oh. cannot live here. I'm sorry, I was about to go there, too, and I'm glad you shut it down. Thank you. No. also
0: cannot have a podcast without a Star Wars reference yeah. so, um, alright well play us the song Brad
3: alright so uh, this song is called Slow Down and, and speaking of Louisiana I wrote this about uh, being back in Louisiana and just nice. unwinding from technology and getting away from everything and oh, just having fun nice. well, Slow Down
4: I'm too young to see it, I remember when But still I find myself saying it time and time again Remember in the car we focused on the wheel No texting, social networking, or damn email It wasn't long ago that things were much slower Yeah, they caught a smartphone, but I swear it makes us dumb I can use a little slowdown Take me out of cell range Light a bonfire and open up a beer Let's all take a little slowdown Why do we have to be so damn addicted to what's a new thing? Yeah, what's that latest trend? Is in my grandpa's day? They talk face to face. That's good enough for him. Well, that's good enough for me. But when do we lose our real sense of being? This life moves so fast. It's hard for me to keep on breathing. I can use a little slowdown to take me out of cell range. Light a bonfire and open up a beer. Let's all take a little slowdown away from here. Away from here. from here where a handshake meant something away from here where it was hard work or nothing away from here take me away cause I can use a little slowdown it take me out of cell range light a bonfire and open up a beer Let's all take a little slow down away from here. Away from here, slow down, slow down. Let's all take a slow down. Yeah. That was awesome. Uh, thank you. Yes, I agree
0: with all of the sentiments of that. Song.
1: I, I nominate that for the uh, unofficial anthem of Hilton Head Island. I was I think. thinking the same I mean, thing. Like, it should be in our commercials and things.
3: <laughs> there would be less accidents on 278 if people put down their uh, little. Oh, smart for the that, love
1: that is of goodness! True. Yeah, yeah, that's really awesome. Oh yeah, pro tip, you guys. It is against the law to text and drive in Hilton Head. Yes, it is against the law. And, and
3: back in the day, people we survived like even in the 90s and early 2000s with driving from your house to Walmart without receiving email or a text we, message. Absolutely, it, it, that we
0: true. managed.
1: Nobody to dropped make it. dead, so that's right. It
0: managed to happen.
1: That's right. You
0: could yeah. ride your bike somewhere and not have to spaz um. out. Awesome. <laughs> I get off my that's a great song. Now. That was I wonderful. It. Yeah, that's right. Excellent all right so um tell me about your musical influences who do you love to listen to
3: and that's one of the hardest questions to ever <laughs> yeah, answer of right. course so They're, what are you right.
0: listening to now maybe that's a better
3: question. The, the, no the, the two hardest questions are who is your influence and what do you sound like? What's your genre? Oh, yeah. That, yeah. You know, no way. But, you know, I listen to a little bit of everything, a lot yeah. of it, depending on mood. One of my favorite jams, uh, Matchbox 20, just from a, nice. a songwriter okay. perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob Thomas, one of the nicest, humblest guys. Love meeting him and uh, oh, yeah. seen him many times. He's really amazing. I grew up on classic rock, all the good stuff, The Who and Zeppelin. Right on. Yeah. You're wearing a
1: Hendrix t-shirt.
3: Yes, exactly. So, you know, and I listen to a little bit of country as well and yeah. and yeah. some blues, um, pretty much anything just to, the more music you listen to, as long as it has meaningful lyrics yeah. and some decent music, uh, yeah. I'm all about it.
1: Right on. Absolutely. Right on. All all those things that you mentioned have a little bit of a, like a uh, earthy, solely kind of feel to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean?
3: so, yeah. Yeah. I don't get into like EDM or, you know. <laughs> like totally yeah, no. you know. It's more, I, I love like the singer songwriter stuff too. Right. So you know, right. put it on like Apple Music and singer songwriter radio, and just let it play so throughout good. the house and just kind of chill with that. Yeah, yeah. right on. So yeah. it's always kind of been my style. I've been trying to write a little bit more upbeat music, so I don't put people to sleep. With shows, <laughs> uh, <which laughs> most of my songs are.
0: <laughs> it holds a special place in my
1: heart. So I'm not nuts nice. Yes, Mandy's a big fan of Bell and Sebastian. Yes. And just, Oh, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen,
0: welcome Luke to the podcast. You know him and you love him.
3: Uh, Well, it's one of those things where, you know, like write a lot of slower songs that are usually more like sad and whatnot, because when you're going through something or you're This upset. is your
0: therapy, this man. Is, that's what
3: you do. Is you, right. get a, you get up, you get a gigantic bottle of wine or a bottle of vodka and you grab your guitar and a notepad. Like when you're happy, you're just out enjoying life. You're not right, like, right, right. wait, I'm having the best time of my life. Hold on, let me go grab a guitar and write. <laughs> right,
1: right. So,
3: you know, you're more apt to write that is, miserable songs than happy yes, songs. Yeah. yeah.
1: I can totally see that. That That's good wisdom right there.
0: (laughs) So um, we want to make sure that when our listeners are here, who are our listeners that are visitors to the island, that they can find you. Tell us about your social media, Facebook page, whatever you got.
3: All right. The easiest way to find me is just on my website, bradwellsmusic.com.
0: So easy. And if
3: you remember Bradwell's music, that's... The Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat.
0: Some good marketing there. Nice.
3: So if you can just remember
1: that. Right. Brad right. Bell's Brad music. music. I like, yeah.
0: And you play all over town, and you play by yourself and with other people. And so there's there are many opportunities here for our listeners to...
3: Yeah, you could come to us. town for Saturday to Saturday, and you could see me play six times, and each time it was something different.
1: Nice. Oh wow, yeah. That's a good tip right there. Yeah, that's awesome. And
3: you know, some of that I did not only to help out the the venues that I play, but to help myself out from playing <laughs> the same stuff over and over and over Brown again. Brown eyed girl,
0: four hundred times. Exactly.
3: A week. Or you know, yeah. you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid constantly doing that over and over again yeah, yeah. It, it's a lot of fun and it's gotten me to uh, you know explore relationships with other area musicians yeah. and develop those as we yeah. just start playing together awesome. so
1: what kind of arrangements do you play it with
3: like, well I've got uh, Jared Valenti saxophone plays yeah, with me uh, from, from time to time and then I've got a buddy, um, Joe Jarka, who lives in Tybee, and he's a, he's a piano man. Okay. And he's done dueling piano shows all over the world. Oh, And so wow. you come up and we we'll kind of duel back and forth. Uh, my best friend, Josh Kirk, plays bass, and so sometimes he'll do okay. some, uh, some vocals and bass. Uh, I've got a wonderful female singer, Lolly. We have a side project. Keep Lolly hearing a D lot of bread.
1: about
3: her. And um, so just various different things. Or sometimes, you know, I did a show with Ben Huey, um, yeah. super yeah. talented Ben, and we yeah. just kind of alternated songs.
1: Right on. Uh, I've got nice. a
3: fiddle player, Evan Rose, that I'm going to play with uh, in a couple of weeks. So cool. Just always something different.
1: Love, I it. love it. I love it. Yeah. I love the, like, the community aspect of music here. Absolutely. It, it's fun
3: too, because there. this is something that when I do these, there are no rehearsals. There are no set lists. There are times that we've never played with a person before. Oh, wow. And it's just kind of like, okay, this is what key we're in. Let's go nice magic which is a lot of fun because you just you get something unique absolutely Um, sometimes you get something probably you should never have again (laughs) and we should have (laughs) practiced
0: i'm sure that's really really rare (laughs)
3: but most of the time it ends up being pretty cool and organic
1: yeah nice no (sighs) mistakes only happy accidents
3: that's exactly
0: (laughs) right well will you play us another song please
3: sure so this is uh one of my my favorite songs that i wrote it's called jump with me and I think it's just one of my favorites because, again, it was, it was upbeat. And I was like, hey, look, that's not a slow, <laughs> depressing song.
4: <laughs> oh, I can make you change your mind. I can help you to put the past behind well, I can be here right there for you well, I keep asking until my heart turns blue well, I want to be here happy ever after I want to be the one to fill your life with laughter I want to be the one to catch you when you fall So close your eyes and open up your heart And jump with me Jump with me I think a part of me was blind Take for granted all the times that you were mine now I've opened my eyes to see An open heart that's finally filled with clarity Cause I wanna be your happy ever after well, I wanna be the one to fill your life with laughter I wanna be the one to catch you when you fall So close your eyes and open up your heart And jump with me Jump with me I won't spend another night without you by my side. With my gorilla arms to hold you all oh so tight. Let me in and I'll never let you down. Jump with me, yeah, jump with me. Cause I wanna be your happy ever Laughter. I want to be the one to catch you when you fall. So close your eyes and open up your heart and jump with me. Jump with me. Jump with me. Thank you. That's that was awesome.
1: It's awesome. a great song too. Very very upbeat. <laughs> yes. Actually, yeah. That's joy like filled.
0: That. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Sorry, just basking in the. <laughs> yeah.
1: Enjoying it. Yeah. Having a good time. Great. Yeah.
0: Um, so tell us, if you were advising someone who was visiting Hilton Head, Bluffton, even people who have lived here a while but don't get out very much. What is some place you would recommend or something to do you would recommend for somebody?
3: I would highly recommend one of the Dolphin Cruises. Oh, man. And I, you know, lived here for, you know, coming up on seven years, seven or eight years. And my parents were here, it's kind of, they are visiting last summer and trying to find new things to do. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it was something that we'd never done before. And, you know, going out from Broad Creek, the island looks totally different from water. Yeah. and so you know you that's go out there beautiful. there's a lot of companies that do it uh you know you get up there for an hour and a half and it's just it's it's really nice just to see hilton head from the
1: water I, yeah great that's tip. a great recommendation absolutely i have never
0: done a dolphin tour and we have lived here back in the area now for almost 12 years
3: It is it's not really even about the dolphins as much as just the sight no. of you know i mean when you go past harbor town on a boat oh, there's it's just something so cool. yeah you know, it's neat very from cool. seeing it from that angle yeah
1: Absolutely, yeah,
0: get it's on the It's otherworldly. It, I mean, mm-hmm. it totally changes your perspective out there. Yeah. Oh, good tip.
1: Yeah, I love it. I love All it.
0: right. Chris, do you have any questions?
1: Um. So I saw on your Facebook page, I guess, that you have a new single out. Is that right?
3: Uh, jump With Me is the latest single. Okay. And when I say latest, it's probably almost two years old at this okay, point.
1: Enough.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but technically, it is the latest. It is the
1: latest okay. single. Okay. Yeah and people can buy that uh, as a as part of a like as a single or part of yeah, a record it, or anywhere that
3: digital music is sold you okay. go to iTunes um, or the Google Play all right Amazon yeah.
1: awesome yeah and uh, just search Brad Wells yeah correct Brad Wells sometimes
3: music. some guy Brad Paisley shows up in front of me i don't know yeah. who this guy no. is but uh, yeah
1: i don't know I've and never, there, there's another Brad heard.
3: Wells that um, is in some group like room full of teeth or something and he actually won a he won a grammy this guy and i remember when he won it because people started going to my facebook and yeah. saying congratulations on the grammy and i was like what what did i miss out on here That's and so, great and so then i'd have to That's inform them sorry there's another brad wells that also does music so then somebody tagged him and then we started a thread and he told me I could borrow the Grammy anytime <laughs> I want awesome. so
1: technically I have a Grammy or access to a Grammy <laughs> with my name you on have it.
0: Access? <laughs> man, that's, that's awesome. 6 degrees, man. That's right Yeah. There.
1: I'm a doctor online, but that's way cooler. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's
1: true. Uh-huh.
0: All right. Well, Brad, thank you so much for coming and sharing your beautiful music, taking time out of your schedule to sit in our living room and jam.
3: Yeah. Thanks for having us. Now let the dog out.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, listeners, you make sure that you get out there on Facebook, uh, Instagram, wherever, and find Bradwell's music. And when you are in town, there are plenty of opportunities to get out there and see him. Don't miss out. We will have all of the links to everything that you need to find Brad on our show notes, on our Facebook page, and uh, anywhere else we can manage to spread the love around. Yeah. So, uh, Make sure you get out there and listen.
4: All these promises I break All these lies I had to make There was only one mistake I know I said that I'd be true That i